Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. On this show, we'll be talking about girls' new video, Nervous Circus. But first, what's that I smell? Oh, it's cheap perfume. Austin Gillette is back alongside Jake Anderson in the new former joint. Jason, how did cheap perfume smell to you? It smells like an American spirit, either a yellow or a blue American spirit, extinguished in a uh, three-quarters empty can of uh, PBR. That sounds about right. But yeah, but uh, but no, I mean, like Austin, <laughs> Austin Gillette, like getting ready for his episode, I watched a couple of his old parts, like his origin part. I mean, like that part is sick, dude. Like. He was pretty much the first guy that started bringing back, like, I don't know who else calls this type of trick, this, but, like, far side tricks, you know what I mean? Like, go, like alley-oop 180 into a, into a grind, like, the hard way or whatever. Front right. side 180, backside 50-50. Yeah, like, front side 180 to switch backside 50-50, shit like that. Like, he had this line at that, like, bench spot in Berlin where he does, like, one of those front side, then another one backside. It was nuts, but... um. Yeah, he still rips. Definitely, like, a super talent. I actually, shout out fellow podcaster Yokamundo, or Jokamundo, I don't know how you pronounce his uh, Twitter handle. Shout out the Skating is Hard podcast. But, like, he said, like, Austin Gillette seems like the kind of guy who would unironically skate in the scorpion jacket from the movie Drive. And, like, I was like, damn, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like me. And, like, the one part... Where he's wearing like a similar type of quilted jacket, I was actually kind of like, oh my god, he's actually skating in the fucking scorpion jacket, dude. Yeah, that silky one from the, yeah, 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 the switch yeah. crook. Yeah, right at the very beginning of that London spot. I mean, um, but yeah, he's still a super talent. But it seems like his skating is more like stylized. You know what I mean? Like more like power moves, less like tech shit. I wish he would, you know, kind of stuck with like the outer realms of tech, which kind of uh, flirting with for a yeah, while. Yeah, like like alley oop. Um grind like it was like like an interesting take on basic ledge tricks you yeah, know yeah. like alley to 50 50 to like 180 out the hard way or whatever like yeah for like, sure di- like very tasteful like just enough like difficulty to like keep it interesting but still look cool yeah i mean like obviously still rips like switch or regular but yeah it's kind of like more power moves now which kind of makes sense because he's i guess like almost 30 or whatever so I guess at that point, most you start kind of like, you don't even become more stylized and shit. But hey, it's part of the circle of life. He uh, definitely still rips. I, I only know one person that has a real article or former clothing. And it's like this, uh, it's on their website now. It's like this three quarter length shirt. And it's like, the cut is like pretty weird. It's like cut like no other shirt that I've ever seen. But uh, I guess they're doing okay. Most of the shit on their, on their website is sold out. So I guess they're doing all right. I don't know. What do you guys think? I will say that Switch Pop Shove It Nose Grind Revert that Gillette did is like probably one of the heavier moves that I can think of all year. And granted, you know, memory of this year is all skewed and, and screwed up. But like, yeah, big long stair set, like a looked like an above knee high ledge. Got to go fast, got to go far. Like he's still got. Yeah, he's incredible still. Yeah, I think being he's, out of the limelight. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say like he still still got it. Yeah, whatever I mean, that is. You it's, know what it's, I mean? It, it exactly. It's that intangible like holy shit, this guy is really good at skateboarding. I think of it was like a Quicksilver clip 
of him pushing around a Quicksilver warehouse, and I think Strobeck filmed it. It's in black and oh, white. Yeah. But he's, yeah, I remember that. He's not skating obstacles so much as he's skating stuff, like a like an office chair and like a, there's a pallet or something, you know, that he's doing switch backside flips over. And even that, I mean, he like straight up, he looks about as good as you can on a skateboard in terms of like pushing around and like the switch push and, and everything though. There's, I don't know if there's something like, he's the guy who's so good and he doesn't care. Like he's the dude you knew in high school who ripped so hard and then like, got into trucks or girls and just didn't care about skating but he's still skating i don't know it's it's weird there's a there's a certain aspect that's like another part of it that i can't nail down where it's kind of like does this guy care does he want this what why is he doing this does that have is there any any uh any traction on that what i just tried to explain that sounds more like an alex olsen to me like uh, does this guy care uh austin gillette i feel it comes across as one who cares like maybe cares really deeply and that that affects his like output i guess okay you know he's just like wants his thing to be a certain way um so he's not gonna just put out bullshit which i respect of course i think he also had like a a knee injury for a while that was keeping him kind of sidelined does that sound true i I feel like there was a monster children interview yeah i think that I think that's right sounds about right yeah it's funny like i think his career trajectory was changed by being on habitat shoes for however long that was i kind of feel like everything would have been different if he really got plugged into nike or adidas like at an early stage you know what i mean yeah i think that's probably right if he was on like a top tier shoe brand it, yeah his, his career probably would have looked different and I, I feel like he's always like maybe probably felt like he was a dude at that level and then like maybe um those companies didn't didn't agree you know like maybe maybe his his perception of his value doesn't meet up with those companies perception yeah yeah. and that's that's why he's been kind of like shoe sponsorless because i'm sure i'm sure every every shoe company would love to have him on their team but you know aren't maybe willing to pay what he's asking i'd forgotten all about the habitat shoes cul-de-sac like (laughs) He's he's been around longer because what origins origins like ten ish years ten ish years old that yep. came out two thousand ten Quicksilver clip I'm thinking of that I just mentioned like that's twenty eleven maybe and um, yeah I mean I think we take it for granted when we think of all these legacy pros that like ten years of output with you know an injury hiatus is like a really long time to be doing it at a at, at a high level and. Oh yeah, this guy was on. Uh, he was on Termite. Oh yeah, he right? was. Which is like a ridiculous name, even for like a like a little kid company. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. When, that was like like 2002 or whatever, like around then. Maybe maybe just a sidebar, real quick. But between Termite Element Twigs, you'd think <laughs> like the way skating is about it you know like the place skating's at how do we not have more little kid brands or are we just that old that we don't know about it maybe like braille is the little kid brand like do they make crazy little minis i i have no idea i've not delved into that uh, side of skateboarding that was effectively a rhetorical question but yeah i've always thought it's interesting with those those little kid brands like how many people came out of them and i've always thought it'd be interesting to do like a um I don't know, some kind of like uh, article about 
those brands and like the like, people yeah. behind them and like scouting talent and how like I don't know just how it all worked out because I don't feel like they ended up being farm teams for the like main company that was backing them you know like I don't think any twigs riders got on element unless I'm forgetting something I don't know I mean Niger I maybe there okay so when I worked at the indoor skate park third layer around the time that twigs was out like kids would request that video and i think niger was in there and tyler bledsoe had a part too with his crazy okay. like bob burnquist glasses at that stage of things yeah but um yeah they didn't they never acted like an incubator or anything i mean they incubated people kind of like how powell does where it's like they bring them up and then some bigger cooler team scoops them up right case in point the sush Oh, was he a, a termite? No, I think I think he was on Powell Flow. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And Silas Baxter Neal. Yeah, Silas Neal. Those are the. I mean, yeah, Baxter Neal's the uh, the poster boy. Santa Barbara to Sodi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what what was that other brand? Sixteen. What the mm. hell was that all about? Jimmy Asselford. <laughs> Jimmy, wasn't yeah. the ninety nine percent sure he was on sixteen. What? What, like, other brand was that branched out of? Was that, like, the not, was Climax distribution? I was going to say, yeah, like, Invisible and Tracker. Yep. Oh, yeah, in- Invisible. Yeah, sounds sounds about right. Jesus Christ, we are <laughs> deep in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, Jake Anderson, save us. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're, <laughs> we're stuck in the, in the muck. Good thing you got the hem to save us from the shallow water, guys. Austin, come help, too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like Austin's fits were um, on point and perfect for saving us from uh, the swampy backwaters of this conversation. What, one of the strangest things about that video when I finally went on the former website and um, names like former for skate brands that really don't mean anything bug the shit out of me, but neither here nor there. But I went, you know, you go on the website and what's weird about it is that like looking at that video, I wouldn't know that Austin Gillette was wearing like his clothing brand's clothes because it all looked like, you know, a mix of, like, high-end stuff, thrift stuff, Vans shoes, home-modified pants, you know? It's, like, I mean, it's, like, a difficult aesthetic to really, like, make work in the... Does that make sense? Right, like, how are you going to sell this look? Like... It's, like, an anti-look in a lot of ways. Right, like, you can't sell thrift store pants that are, like, cut off at high waters. Like, you got to kind of, like, do that one yourself. Exactly. Yeah, what were the what were those? Uh, he was. I noticed that he was skating in those like plaid pants that are on the website, and like a bunch of other shit. Yeah. There, there was one sick LJ, the sick leather jacket on the website that was sold out, and it looked almost exactly like the one that Vin Diesel is wearing in. Whew. Oh my god! Wait, I think this was. I think it was Fast Seven, right after they like rescued that. Hot that like the ha- hacker like that hot like British hacker from like the Caucasus Mountains. Damn. It's pretty. It's pretty sick, dude. I just I, mean, I just know that because it was just on TV the other day. There was like a Fast and Furious marathon. Are, are the is the is the family really going to space for the next one? I don't know, dude. It's got delayed till next spring. I guess we'll have to find out. But no, maybe in ten or something. I don't know. So the Hunt NYC. Times former leather jacket four hundred dollars USD. They point out for all their pricing USD. Helpfully, it is sold out. Shit, it looks good on Austin, man. But yeah, yeah, I think the this this brand is kind of like 
the whole vibe or brand narrative is kind of like we, we kind of don't care. These are just some clothes that look kind of like thrift store clothes. You know what I mean? We care, but we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels like a fun side project. And I'm, I'm guessing that they do pretty small runs so they can sell out pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, there's not like 800 cheap perfume jackets in the former <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> that sentence is great. Um, all right, Jake Anderson. I'm a fan. I, I saw him skate at the, I think it was the first Grotto Lotto, and he was attacking the course pretty brutally i specifically remember uh there was this setup where it was like a quarter pipe to a wall ride like you would launch out of the quarter pipe and you could like grind the top of the wall ride yeah he was he was launching out to like 180 switch crook Mm. and then like come down into the the wall ride I, i can't remember if he ever landed it i feel like he might not have landed it but just like getting close was impressive when you say skating brutally is he a dude who slams a lot? Uh, I mean, you don't get that good in slam a lot, but like, you know, the type where like they'll they'll really eat eat it. Yeah, he seemed time. okay with with a slam. Yeah, which yeah, I think that... you kind of gotta be to like curl yourself at a grindable wall ride. Yeah, that kind of along those lines. Um, my big takeaway is that he skates like a snowboarder. And it's not, like, a bad thing or whatever. Like, just most of, like, the really heavy shit he does is, like, some type of, like, transition or, like, launch into something. You know what I mean? Interesting. That's just kind of, like, the nitty. Like, doesn't really skate switch. But, like, I guess he did, like, a backside nose one and shove it out, which is sick, though. Yeah, I feel like at this point everybody can do every trick. It's just what <laughs> what they decide to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it feels like a perfect fit for former... Like I, I think he has like a surfer vibe. Like just oh yeah, for sure. Just feels very Ventura County or whatever, which I'm pretty sure that's where he's from. Yep. Um, yeah, oh that, wait, wait, I thought he was from Vancouver, or is that someone else? That could be. There's another Jake Anderson, or he's from like Washington State. Oh yeah, is Jake Anderson like on nine one seven or something? He might have been on like on Manic Crooked. or something. He's on Crooked, damn. Wait, wait which, which Jake Anderson are we talking about here? <laughs> The one in this video. Yeah, former Jake Anderson, who's also current Jake Anderson. Yes. Um, I think he's on Crooked. Damn, dude. Let's let's figure this out. Got to get the typing sound in. We'll dub that in later. Shit. I, yeah, think, uh, I think the other Jake Anderson has better SEO. <laughs> the, the current Jake Anderson is from Oxnard, California, 24 years old. Oh, that's it? Huff, former Thunder, Spitfire just up stratosphere all right this is the border needs to update this this is out of date anyway yeah whoever so there's two jake anderson right wasn't there another like two dudes with the same name or something i don't know that's even too uh obtuse skate nerd question for me right now but uh yeah this guy was pretty sick like even though he skates like a snowboarder hard the hard i'm not hard he'll flip 360 over like the Barcelona wave thing was pretty nuts. Oh yeah, that's one of the nuttier things over there, over that thing I've seen. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a a flip three sixty is like maybe too much, except for a backside flip three sixty. I feel like frontside is too. Much. I, I like the heel flip variation. It's different. You land it square. It's a not. It is a novelty trick. You're not gonna do it a bunch. That's a good way to frame it. A novelty trick. And it. it, it 
it's a trick you do at like a, you know a roller to weird rolled out launch over a bar. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, you know what? I do like good uh, switch frontside three sixty heel flip. You know, you do it at that other Barcelona spot that's like <laughs> a little street A frame. You know, you do yeah, you yeah, do the yeah. switch one there. You roll 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 a couple miles. Do it at the at the roller spot, which we should know its name by now. How do we not know the the roller spot's name? It has some yeah. It has some like uh, name that ends with the A. I'm some Catalan really yeah. right now. That's helpful. <laughs> I'm not the, uh, not the encyclopedia of Barcelona spots. Some think I am. But, uh, yeah, Jean-Baptiste has a good switch front side 360 heel flip. That guy, Nick Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, uh, whatever happened to him, wherever he is, he had a good switch front side 360 heel flip. So, yeah, it's a good trick, dude, to back it. But, yeah. Um, back to Austin. What do you guys think about him getting back on Habitat? Listen, I'm a big fan of Habitat. I've probably skated like eight Al Davis pro models over the past like six years. Like I like the wood. I like their whole aesthetic. So I think that's pretty chill. They're they're still doing like the whole like artsy, like environmental type graphics and shit. Is that right? Uh, As far as I know, I haven't uh, perused their catalog in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different than like the vibe like 10 years ago. But like, yeah, I would still buy a Habitat board if it was in the shop. Some people don't like the tails and nose like they say they're, they're too like stubby or whatever that'd be me i haven't seen one in person in ages but yeah yeah i don't mind that too but yeah i think it's pretty chill they, they got a good team dude who all is on there you got the sush got austin you got delatore yeah delatore's on there flo mertain who's a beast is on habitat that one feels weird to me wasn't he on cliche he was yeah i forever mix him up with to be frank, the superior flow. Marfang? Yeah. Was there yeah, certainly the, the number one flow. And uh, maybe, that, maybe that guy Josh Matthews is on Habitat still. I don't know. But yeah, they got a squad, dude. He is. I feel, I feel like Habitat is a little, like, aged. You know, like, the, there's not, like, that next generation. Um, or, like, there's not, like, that mid-generation, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Suchu is that mid-generation. Like, the bridge between, like, Danny Garcia and whatever pam just got on or something right yeah i mean it's it's strange all those dudes have been around for a long time you know again in that like near a decade thing freddie's still on freddie's still on habitat right like he's gotta be yeah yeah for sure yeah like he's still marketable as shit so totally yeah and silas is still on oh yeah do wonder where they're going with it if if you know there's no young names that come to mind but I know I'm not the target audience at this point, so... Yeah, I, I think Suchu is probably the one bringing the young eyeballs to, to the Habitat graphics. He does all the lifting they need. Yeah, exactly. Lifting. Yeah, I mean, like, at this point, I think anyone that still remembers, like, the Habitat aesthetic, you know what I mean? Like, from Mosaic on, is probably their, their target audience, you know what I mean? Right. It's crazy to think that Habitat's 20, 21 years old. Still seems yeah, like a insane. new brand. <laughs> yeah, it's like the little brother brand to Alien. It's all grown up now. Yep. Yeah, I remember when it came out. It was like, uh, oh, dude, they're starting this new brand with, for it's like uh, all the East Coast dudes. It's going to be called Habitat. I'm like, what? So sick. Remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> you go to the you go to the photosynthesis premiere and you just get that like renderings incomplete bar over all those motion graphics in there. Yeah, yeah renderings. Oh, is that? 
Is that in the legendary um, premiere, premiere version of Photoshop? Yeah. Oh, damn it. I think yeah. I said it on here before, but uh, Josh Ellis of WISkate.com fame allegedly has a premiere copy. Somebody DM'd me a, a photo of the premiere copy uh, <laughs> like, after like, that was mentioned on the on the podcast previously. Uh, um, that's rad. But they they, uh, they didn't have the equipment to digitize it or something. <laughs> so yeah, it that remains that's unseen one... by me. And it came from a burner account. <laughs> no, it was a legit account. So Castrucci uh, burner account. Yeah, I was gonna bring up Castrucci. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shit. We should just. I should just go straight oh. to the source. Maybe that premiere copy just doesn't. Like, you know, like everything's been rendered, so the the premiere copy is just gone. Yeah. Man, that that's one of like the holy grail of, of skating of all time. Like the photosynthesis premiere copy. What about the lost blind video? The one that like the dudes who broke into the warehouse and stole. What about that? Oh yeah, all like the all like the world. That's another one. All the world footage from back then. Damn, we we need to get those tape machines and a firewire cable. And the tapes. Yeah, course. yeah, sometime, man. But yo, I bet you one of those like f- sabotage dudes has a copy of the uh, premiere photosynthesis. Just like in a little plexiglass case on his mantle. <laughs> I'll do respect sabotage. <laughs> yeah, sab- yeah, we fuck with sabotage heavy on this podcast. Yeah. Heavily. For sure. Photo, photo, premiere copy. Yeah, pretty rad. I think I've got a high grade distribution. They did a video that was like Satori and stuff. So when I, when I work for. The skateboard mag. I got the high grade blend DVD premiere copy. Nice. If any of you uh, heads out there wanna wanna buy it, <laughs> man, I got a couple of premiere copies of things when I worked at the mag, and they were they were just burned DVDs. Like right. <laughs> I was super hyped to get the burned DVD of Beautiful Losers. That was one that I like really had to work uh, to to yeah, get. Damn. That's dope. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. The the high grade blend might be the only one that I've seen in the last like six or seven years going through stuff. So, did you get to did you get to review Minefield for the for the mag? Or I did. did I give the, oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I I felt like I didn't do it justice. I I was like like the the shadow of photosynthesis was loomed too large in my mind to give Minefield a, a fair shake. Damn, you should have uh, plucked a young Andrew Mural from obscurity and let him do it. You know, just have that foresight. I know. If only if I had a time machine. Shout out <laughs> at Full Melvin Jacket. Yeah, if there was one review that I, I feel like, damn, I really blew it on that. It was, um, I can't remember if I've said it on here before, but the Crooked Video Naughty. Straight up, it's like the, the Digicam one. Oh, good yeah. Forest footage, good music. It's so rad. I watched it. I totally didn't get it. And then like two years later, I was like, oh, wait, this is one of my favorite videos ever. But yeah, yeah. I, I could only manage like 200 words out of like a 500, 600 word budget. I lost money on the effort, damn it. <laughs> Writing a video re- video review is kind of hard. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I, I, I think I wrote a review of the Hellas video, which might have been last skate video review anyone ever did anywhere. Because it's like, why... Why would you even do it? Because it's like uh, every everything is streaming now. It's like you know what I mean. It's like you have access to every video, every record. Like why write reviews for anything? Because no one's like got any investment or whatever. Yeah, you can just check it out for free. Yeah, at any time. Yeah, I did. I did a villa. Yeah, wrote about. It's different. It's not like the TSM review anymore because it's right there. So it's like I wrote about the Baker Four. 
village psychic and it, it is a different thing anymore you can't just like well nobody ever <laughs> nobody ever really picked up on like the pat canali like actual <laughs> actual review but uh yeah god speaking of free videos last week mike was stoked on girls new video nervous circus this week we're gonna find out why mike what got you stoked on girls latest so i think i liked it as much as i did and actually now that i now that i look at the reason i wrote down it's not the perfect reason but i think it's something that it just needs to be said right off the bat like that video nervous circus is basically what girls should have been putting out years ago which is it's not the moonshot like yeah right or pretty sweet i don't know you know like that's that's their output over 20ish years it's crazy you know they they always swung for the fences and i think you know we do look at pretty sweet as like the end of a skate video era and then there was like a bunch more years where they barely put anything out and it's crazy because at the like even at the time of pretty sweet like the Mesa Crail Tap content factory was like basically as good as anybody was in the game at putting out like quick light hits that right. were super awesome so nervous circus is great because like it's finally what girl could have been doing for so long like doll came out last year now they got a new video mix of different parts and it's actually like delightfully kind of outmoded in what it is because you look at cutting edge really really good modern videos like the polar video we blew it um anything strobeck's doing the passport video and like those are all light years ahead of what this girl video is and yet i think you know it still like checks a lot of boxes and it's just fun, and the skating's good, and the music is good, because you can always rely on girl for good music, because they'll pay for it, or whatever, you know, however that works out. That's that's the highfalutin reason I liked it. The skating's pretty good. <laughs> what did you guys think? Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, if you're around, like, our age, anytime you see that, like, SHT sound logo, like, oh, it's uh, so funny, with, like, that that noise or whatever, yeah. that modulated synthesizer uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's hard to describe you're gonna you know, get psyched you know what i mean I, I thought it was pretty sick like it's pavlovian yeah exa- exactly it's a pavlovian response like they should just go back to just putting out like like kind of like the early 90s model where it's like you put out a video or promo every year it's like no matter what you know what i mean it's like i mean those out. trade show loops were legendary you know oh, yeah. seven minutes of footage and your boy who went to the trade show like talked about it for the year oh yeah trade show, dude yeah the, the uh, trade show loops they're all in the uh pretty sure they're in the the box set a girl box set they're probably on youtube somewhere but uh yeah about the music like boil the ocean shout out that guy he wrote about it like a couple weeks ago like niels bennett skated to some steely damn bootleg which never came out on an actual record but I think they still had to pay publishing or whatever because listed on YouTube. I don't know this shit. I'm not like a music industry lawyer or whatever. But they got that got me thinking, like, what if if you skated to say like a Van Halen bootleg of whatever, like like uh, Rose Bowl 1984 or whatever, you know what I mean? Would you, you would you have to pay? Would they be able to do anything with that? Like or could you just use it because it was just like a guy? I don't know. I think it depends on how known the recording is, because I think the way it yeah. works is like you know, some computer listens to every bit of sound and, like, compares yeah, it yeah. to, like, every piece of audio it knows. 
So if if you've got like your own personal bootleg, you'd probably be able to get away with it. But if it's like, yeah. you know, the one that's been around forever, then you know the artist probably has their hands on it, or like the publishing company, or <clears throat> the publishing company, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, untapped resource of music supervision, bootlegs and shit. Like especially Van Halen. I don't know. I was I have this one Van Halen bootleg. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like, it's like girl chocolate, you know? It's like, oh, California skating, you know what I mean? Where the Venice, ben, Venice, uh, where the sand pits, you know what I mean? It's sunny out, you know what I mean? That's what it is, you know? It's six. The new kid, new kid rips, I guess from Australia, Rowan Davis. After he skated in Jordan 11s, I kind of forgot everything he did. <laughs> I was like, that's so sick, dude. Because, like, they seem like they would skate good. Like, they have, like, a no-seam, like, toe cap, you know what I mean? It's it's what cost in cost in three. It's right. Not sure which cost in probably did this like four times with a bunch like of, an amalgamation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, maybe like the as cost in two similar type of thing going. On. I don't know. With like a runner toe. I don't know. Yeah. He, let me. Can, I'll just say that sentence I didn't say. Like the cost in three was modeled off the Jordan Eleven. Yeah. Is what I thought you were saying. Yeah. Something like he's probably emulated like three or four different jordans or whatever yeah and, uh, yeah that kid's sick. yeah griffin gas like that part is sick yeah this like rick and mike like kind of know how to pick like dudes that you know what i mean are sick like street level that people can relate to like this kid griffin gas like he, he's almost like a welsh 2.0 like if he wasn't skating or if he didn't skate he would just be at the bar like watching football or whatever you know he skated to the jizza in the last girl video yeah, Skate to the Jizza, like, doesn't seem like a skate park kid or, like, a contest kid or whatever. They've done well this time around of, like, I think between Griffin Gas and Niels Bennett, who I'm, 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 my, I'm buying Niels Bennett stock. I, I am really entertained by his uh, skating, and I, and I might have read somewhere in the, in the notes we have for this show that someone disagrees, so we'll get to that soon. But, uh, no, they've, they've done super well at this point where i don't think i feel like those that that crop of chocolate dudes was a marketing move and this is more like we're just gonna back skaters who are sick without without thinking too hard about it yeah oh yeah that's my point 100 yeah, percent. templeton what are your thoughts on uh niels bennett uh, yeah i'm i'm the guy <laughs> i'm not quite sold on niels bennett he's like a suchu but not quite like uh, I don't know like it, like his tricks look hard for him does, does that make sense yeah he like, looks like he's he does working. the he does the 360 flip I think tail slide maybe it's no slide in tail a line um, yeah and it just looks like that was really hard but not in like a, a good way I don't know see I get what you're saying but I like disagree with it <laughs> that's fun though you like yeah. you like that as opposed to me not liking it is that what you're what you're saying no i i know what you mean by it looks hard like like it looks like he's trying is it try hard or that it's difficult for him because i think those are two different things yeah it it looks like it's difficult for him like like it, it was like just barely made it yeah i i get that i disagree just because i don't know maybe i mean i just do think he's like a really interesting and really talented weird wonky skater and so like maybe it's that wonkiness where i see just like this dude with weird style who's like likely a weird dude too 
and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just that dude. And you're like, oh, it looks like he's having a hard time. I yeah. split that difference. Yeah, I mean, like, this Niels Bennett kid, like, he's not like a style guy. You know what I mean? He's not like Hasoy. Right. He's kind of, like, he's just kind of like a, a skate rat. Like, if you took every, like, quote-unquote, like, thoughtful tech dude of the past 20 years, like, Seuss, PJ, kind of put them together, that's this kid. You know what I mean? Like, me, like, I like that 360 tail side because he was basically because I'm a fan of, like, esoteric ledge skating. You know what I mean? Totally. We're just trying crazy shit on ledges, so that was my take. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I like, mean, maybe, maybe I should buy some Niels Bennett stock, um, just as an investment. But it's not like like I wouldn't. Uh, I probably wouldn't pick him for my team <laughs> if I was putting a video together. Okay. Yeah, I I really like this doll part where he also skates to some odd version of Road to Nowhere. Like it's not the main main version. Um, and yeah, been a fan since then. He's got cool gear, kind of throwback gear. Um, and he did that big old tail slide to straight on like a 14 stair rail. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he does some cool shit. Like I'm thinking about his 50180s where he like um, kind of like, God, how do, I, how do you explain the 50180s? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where it's like he gets Ugh. back on like, all right, here we go. Uh, do it, do it. This is so, why people listen, actually, yeah. <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs> the one that I'm thinking about is there's like in, in London or whatever, there's this ledge off stairs where people mostly skate it as a manual pad. And it, it's like a ledge off stairs and then drops to another ledge off stairs and then drops to the street. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. So he does Jake a... Anderson skated that too. <laughs> it's a hot spot. What can you say? Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. He 50180s it and somehow gets onto that second ledge. Switch 50180, probably, right? I, I don't know. I'm like switch blind. I can't tell. Damn. Um, but like that shit is cool to me. The like weird 180 out. Yeah, I guess I can say none of us have seen him skate, but I guess he was in Chicago recently and uh, rival podcaster Kyle Beachy saw him at like their parking lot, parking block spot. And I think was 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 pleased with what he saw of like a loosey goosey wonky skater. I'd try to pull it up, but <laughs> we'll see if I can find it. His tweet. We'll we'll link to it in the show notes for sure. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you're you're selling me on him. I mean, maybe I should uh, you know give him another chance. But I I for sure would put Rowan Davis on whatever team I was putting together because that dude is real rad. He's, he's like an Australian street Oski. 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 Oh, there you go. You got it. Yeah. Very into it. Love the Jordan 11 trick. Love the front blunt on the handrail with the North Face puffy vest. Real sick. He also had a really good part called Meadow that Jenkum uh, released a while ago, maybe last year sometime. Is he like squarely in his teenage years? I don't know. I would say he's he's in the window that they talk about, like where your shit's real good. Yeah. Was that like eighteen to twenty five, twenty five or whatever, or eighteen to twenty three? I don't know the numbers, but it's something like that. It's a dill theory. Am I remembering that? One right? One of many. Yeah. That's sure. why I said a dill theory. Yeah. There. Yeah. There. Yeah. But yeah, what else does Neil's gonna do in this shit? Like he does uh, like a Rick flip or some gap. Don't see that much. Don't see that one that much these days. Do you think that was an homage to his boss? Possibly. Never know. 
seems like a good thing to do. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like kind of like y'all said. Like we're not like it's not like a marketing thing. We're just trying to get the dudes that rip the most and like put them out there. So yeah, and then there's Andrew Brophy. Andrew Brophy, who is still like I think for many a girl traditionalist uh, is just the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense, but then at the same time, it seems like it makes the most sense since it seems like Brophy was staying with Carol for a while before he got on Girl. Okay. I I think that, like, Girl has always been a company that's, like, about the homies, so in that respect, it makes the most sense. Yeah, man, I think I totally missed him, or, like, like, I thought he was uh, the other guy, like, Simon Bonnera or whatever. What do you do? (laughs) Like, did Brophy, like, ollie over a bump to bar or something? Uh, he did a cool backtail shove on like a, yeah. a ledge, oh, of, like a growing escalator. ledge. Oh, oh yeah, that that was him. All right, I thought that was some other long hair. Yeah, that yeah. was sick. So it's like the most tech I've seen him in, in like uh, damn years. I don't know who he skated for before. Like cliche, he skated for cliche for a long ass time, right? Yeah, yes. I feel like cliche was his last board sponsor before girl, and then I think he was like out in the woods for a while with no board sponsor. Has there been a proliferation of ollies, like bump-to-bar ollies, as of late? Is there, like, it's always been around. Yes, Mike. But it seems like there's just more of them. Oh, we're like, you know, people are going apeshit, like bump-to-bar, like to wall ride. Yeah. Bump-to-bar, over bump-to-bar to, like, grind on a curb on the other side. Like, Jake Johnson probably invented that. Yeah, I would say that there's, like, a... Uh, increase in bump to bar content it seems like the cheat code has been unlocked to boost <laughs> boost flip tricks over at bump to bars i guess i'm thinking more specifically about just ollies like somehow you can run two different ollies over two different bump to bars in a part like like it's not the same trick effectively but oh yeah well yeah like they're so urban like they're usually in some like uh in front of some bodega or something with a lot yeah. of feet so like, i guess they look cool you know what i mean yeah i love bump to bars because it's like it, like it's a pro level trick trust that, yeah that i can do sometimes. you've done it i've ollied three bump to bars in my life and i always feel so fucking cool when i do it like it's fucking pro shit you know like like a, a photo of me ollieing a bump to bar could run in a magazine and nobody would, would, <laughs> would be like, what is this shit? Ed Templeton's ripping this month. Yeah. Ed T- Templeton's ripping, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got to uh, this typo. <laughs> I got to do it. I got to ollie one. Ah, dude. dude, there's a really good one in Norfolk at, um, it used to be the spaghetti warehouse, but now it's like a gym or something. It's right off Granby street. Yeah. Wait, but spaghetti that's, warehouse that's the best not... one. That's the one that I learned on. Drop the pin, bro. Not old spaghetti factory, but spaghetti warehouse. Correct. But I think it was the same vibe. Like they had a like a, a trolley inside and you know, weird shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a good one. I saw a lot of videos in uh, like Northern Virginia, DC area that I think is pretty low. Where people do all types of shit over. Is that one? It's yeah. like undercover. It like seems like it's no, a- no, it's not under a cover. It's uh got like a weird like tile run up or something oh yeah 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 i think one of our skate twitter homies ollie that like last weekend Sick. yeah yeah that's right shout out that guy <laughs> whichever one of uh yeah dude you should you should try to ollie that one that one looks very doable yeah damn it when it gets to be like uh less humid as fuck outside go up yes. there 
I'll just start, I'll, uh, start doing some leg exercises now. Do do the squats and whatnot. Like that, yeah, just like double the leg days. I'll just like go up, just like drive up there, get the tripod, like try to ollie the bump to bar, and then drive home. Yes, <laughs> like a fun uh, fun afternoon. Right. Yeah, I, could, I I just have never been able to ollie that high, and so I have never ollied a bump to bar. There's one here that was called Air Bump which would have been my best bet except for the fact that it's like incredibly gnarly like the rail that you eventually clear after you ollie is above head high at least for me and it's like like a probably like 30 degree angle bump to like the height of a four stair and then up and over a normal sized rail dudes did some rad stuff over it back in the day but i also know like one of my buddies also caught his legs and got body slammed on it so yeah, that's the whole thing with the bump to bar. It's like there's no, there's no easy exit. Yeah, love a bump to bar. Been looking for a good one here in in Oregon because I'd like to ollie another one just to prove I can still do it. Also, want to do a handrail sometime soon just Damn. to prove to myself that I can still do it. What's the go-to for the handrail? What, like a what, like a kickflip board slide or something? Or uh... <laughs> no, nah, I think Smith grind is probably the go-to. Ooh, I, like board slides are fucking scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like really scary. Maybe nose slide. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, think no- I broke my ankle on a nose slide yeah. on a handrail. Um, so Smith grind seems like the safest. If I was gonna, if 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 I had to do a hand, like I'm talking about the park rail at the Family HQ, which is you know perfect little double set square thing. If it had to be done, I could tail slide it and would tail slide it over any other thing. Whoa, hold up. Wait, through through the kink? No kink, no kink. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah. But, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's a straight rail. Yeah, I think any any rail, if it was like, you got to try it. God damn it, I'll do it, try a tail slide. Jeez, tail, tail slide seems like the hardest. Like, I, I've eaten shit trying to tail slide a handrail and then been like, nah, not worth it. Because you got yeah. to get way up there. Like, with a nose slide, you don't even have to be able to, like, ollie that high. My my problem, and I realized this the other day, is that like my front foot for like tricks onto it, I'm worthless. I'm all back foot. Mm. Interesting. Do I? I think if we should talk about the topic at hand anymore, Tyler Manchild Pacheco, kind of growing on me. Yeah, I mean his shit was great in this. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Cool style. Like I feel like without too much personality, it, it was great. Yeah, he had some good uh, bump-to-bar tricks. There we go. And uh, Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a ripper. I think it's a good idea to kind of tone down, like, the like uh, man-child persona, whatever that was, and just, you know, stick to ripping, which he does. Yeah, I'm thinking right now, I feel like Girl has always, like, they've never been, or traditionally they weren't a company that was, like, super into partying in their... Um, content you know like certainly big partiers oh yeah yeah yeah. that wasn't their vibe yeah it wasn't their brand identity for sure yeah yeah so it it's like weird for like man child it's like that's his vibe is like obnoxious party guy (laughs) we need need the ride channel listicle of obnoxious party guy skaters (laughs) top 10 skaters anti a weakness ranking the opposite of a power (laughs) ranking (laughs) <laughs> top 10 skaters not to serve not to overserve at your next event right right beer tent no. but uh yeah is girl back i don't know maybe i feel like this this video 
definitely strengthened their position. Yeah, like it's it's a step in the right direction. Like uh, Arno on a street level here, like they're not the brand that like the cool kids in town are into. You know what I mean? But uh, well, that's just out here in Richmond. Like in California, it might be different. Cause, like from what I've heard, California, like lots of people skate primitive and shit. You know what I mean? I'd say like Rowan Davis is <laughs> above above anybody else on that team, except maybe uh, Brianna for you know like new skaters like rowan davis is the best bet to get people enthused about it yeah yeah, yeah. he kind of has that like uh you know what i mean like those pants at all like the skate prodigies wearing out you know what i mean yeah like don't know I what mean, they're called but uh yeah like kind of like 917 polar type of vibe sure yeah i mean the ozzy oski thing isn't like <laughs> it's not a mistake <laughs> oh i thought that was a typo in the notes i was like a-u-s-k-i i'm like oh whatever like he just spells no i no, get I mean, it he, i get it he's now. like right I, you know be, i think i was watching the video and they should have given the poor kid a name credit because i i didn't know who he was oh my like, god oh, cool polar kid on girl he's good you know like i really think at this point we've not beating it to death, but like, come on, group skater groupthink and like a non-zero factor of laziness is why we don't have titles in videos. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, uh, it's so weird. They're usually in chronological order at the end. Yeah, I but just think like calculus. It's like yeah, you, you, okay. You have to... like, I I think <laughs> it was Niles Bennett who did that Ender trick, and then. There was like this interstitial that kind of had everybody, and then yeah. like the other guy, and like that's the guy I want to know who it is. And then like you know there were three guys, and then there was like Griffin Gas who I recognized. Like you're like yeah, triangulating. You got, well, exactly. You got to do some yeah. detective work. Well, yeah. and like it works with a the girl video. This girl video we're talking about. Do it for like GX one thousand. All right, green dickies or black dickies, and hoodie with the strings pulled or not. What kind of facial hair did he have? Did he have a Spitfire conicals or the yeah. square ones? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's too much. I remember there was a Transworld video once where in the they didn't have titles in the the montage, but in the end they had a screen grab of the first trick with the name. So it's like, That's... oh, like that was Rattray who did that front board and then had a couple tricks. And then it was like McCrank or whatever who did like the nose grind or you know whatever trick. Very helpful. Damn, haven't haven't seen that yet. That's a good idea. But also, like, way more work than just slapping a title on there, guys. Right. And yeah, I do contend like that you can do cool shit with titles. Totally. They don't just have to be like a four one one name. Yeah. What if some people done like like a montage or something at the end where they show every like a tiny like two second clip of everyone? Yeah. I mean, I I would like uh, to have like a like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater character identifier thing and then it would be, just be like niles bennett adidas shell toes baggy pants like likes to wear crew neck sweatshirts to, with like the sleeves over his hands like the, the, the identifying characteristic is so dope <laughs> the throwback factor of it all because i'm 38 and i'm like yeah his gear is sick um oh yeah like the like the polo he always wears like that one of those tan polo jackets and shit yeah, between him and Griffin Gas, those dudes are like kind of archetypical skaters. But do they appeal to people buying a bunch of boards? Yeah, I don't know. I, I have like no insight into the board buying public at this I point. Mean, 
it's kind of that conundrum again where some guys felt to us like marketing decisions and these guys seem like natural fits, but uh, it's, it's, it's impossible to know from this viewpoint. Yeah, from our respective offices. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd try out a girl board if they had one. Did they, did they still have the China wood or did they go back to PS6 or something? I never knew too much about wood shops. I just knew that I didn't like the PS sticks to it's like APM or that's that's American public media. That's a public radio <laughs> production company out of here. But linked um, in the show notes. One one like it's it's a super the China wood manufacturer is a super anodyne three letters starts with an A acronym. And yeah, when they switched to that, I mean, the shapes changed so drastically that it was that that was always a non-starter for me. There, that like round, it it's like a generic, it's like a cartoon skateboard shape. Just can't get down with it. But I do not know if they switched. I I know that some of those um, limited editions, like if they were doing that Javante board or the oh Carol, yeah 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 I remember Carol, that like Tar Heels one, they would do it on a PS sticks shape. Yeah yeah yeah. I actually um story time real quick platinum seagulls i said something along the lines of like still love girl but not liking their boards anymore because of that the new shapes something that simple and i got called out who was it who was the the, the former art director uh personally jenkins oh Jenk- and jenkins jenkins called me out on Crail. he didn't call me out by name but called out platinum seagulls for for not liking the shapes dang the skateboard internet was so fun back then, man, because everybody looked at everything. That was so cool. Dude, yes. It was nice to like make your little rounds every morning. Dude, you could get like an hour out of it. It was fantastic. Yeah, now we just scroll through shit all day. On the- <laughs> on- Sorry. Yeah, nice I mean... Twitter posts amidst the hellscape. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the China wood thing is just like an old man. Oh, China, you know what I mean? Like, type of vibe. Because, like, the dwindle boards in China are great. Like, palace boards or whatever. Mm, I'll have to look at that. i got to do the comparison. I think I'm going to the shop tomorrow, so. You can report back next week. Board yeah, report, report back. With Munzen Rider. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if they have, uh, well, obviously, if they're PS sticks, they'll have, like, made in Mexico or whatever with, like, the shape number and the dimensions. Yeah, the wood burn. Yeah, exactly. Man, I haven't been to a skate shop in forever. It's like, Pandemic aside, like even before that, I hadn't been in a skate shop looking at boards in a really very long time. It's fun, yeah. Just looking yeah, at is. the board, it's world. That's why that's why it was like kind of a bummer, like going to a shop and seeing like ten boards on the wall. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of like a, it's a stupid thing in uh, the big picture to be bummed out about, but you know what I mean. So, I, I yeah, I mean, yes and no on the, on like the stupid thing to be bummed out about. I think uh, Joel Anderson, he's a columnist for Slate, was tweeting out things that are missed during the pandemic. And it's like going to a restaurant alone, you know, movies alone, surfing the board wall alone. I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of, it's just one of those things, man. What are you going to do? You got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Indeed. Yep, we'll, we'll make it out of here some, somehow, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'd be stoked to make it. <laughs> <laughs> we're so stoked when this is all over uh which brings us to the end of our yep. show where we talk about what we're stoked on jason what are you stoked on this week i am stoked on the venture truck company uh here, here. really 
really outstanding hard goods manufacturer out of San Francisco, California. Also stoked on the Raptors Celtics double overtime NBA game last night. Uh, I'm not even a fan of one of these teams, and I was like having an aneurysm watching it. Like it was so intense. Like usually in a close game, there's like one you know clutch shot at the end or whatever, one key play. This game, there were like six or seven sick plays like over the course of the uh, the game. So it was intense. And NBA action is uh, fantastic. Also stoked on the uh, Jameer Brown part for DC that just came out. We mentioned Sabotage earlier. They're really out there doing it. This kid is uh, pretty special. He kind of leveled up a little bit, I think, from the last bunch of footage he put out. So, uh, yeah, that dude's something special in the industry right now. So, stoked on that. Uh, Mike, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, I'm stoked that my shitty neighbors moved this week um they were metal scrappers and just people that were always around because they didn't have a job because they were metal scrappers and uh i won't belabor it i've lived in my house for seven years and they were shitty neighbors for six years first year was kind of a grace period evidently but uh one time i so it was two brothers in their like 50s who lived with their dad who was really really old and the the dad died and they sold the house and they moved that's how we're here but the brothers were just constantly fighting constantly outside yelling at each other and like my kitchen window over the sink looked in their backyard so it was just they were always there i pulled up into oh, our alleyway yeah. yeah you know you kind of know so, what i'm talking about so when you're like washing dishes or whatever they're like fighting or they're, yeah, they're yelling at each other, like smoking cigarettes, and just <laughs> you can hear them through the windows, like old windows on my house. But uh, one one day after work, I picked up my kid from daycare, and I'm driving back, and she's like little, little, little person, like still in the detachable car seat. The baby carrier clips into the car, so she she's not going anywhere. But I pull up into our alleyway. And one of the neighbor brothers is laying in the road and like a dude is checking on him. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? And my other neighbor's walking over. And I get out and I find out that the neighbors had been arguing or the brothers had been arguing. And one of them got in their car to drive away. The other brother said, you're not going anywhere. And he went and stood in front of the brother's car, said, you won't hit me. And then boom, dude hit him and knocked him up in the air. And then he, he was on on the ground in the alley. That's when I showed up. Damn. So it was just low-budget stuff like that. Scrapping. There's a lot of just annoying, non-neighborly stuff that goes on with scrapping. Um, and so many other stories. We, we, we don't have the 20 minutes I need. So I'm just stoked my, my neighbors moved. Hard to yeah. call them neighbors. They weren't very neighborly. Yeah, bad neighbors suck. Templeton, what are you stoked on? Uh, right now I'm stoked on having good neighbors uh, after those stories. There we go. The people across the street from me, uh, they have two daughters, and the, the dad is like teaching them how to play basketball. So when I'm washing dishes, I'm just seeing like some real wholesome shit. They got like two dogs, and it's like you know real suburban bliss over there. Um, so <clears throat> I will know. say, fantastic neighbors. Otherwise, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say before that is. Um, this new video called Untitled, or I guess it's called Untitled by Michael Nicholas, uh, is on Free Skate Mag. And it's just like a 
I think it's like 22 minute video from like a bunch of up and coming LA kids. Uh, I think some of the guys are like getting flow from 917. So like that's a pretty good cosign. You should definitely check it out. It's it's really good. And this guy Michael Nicholas also built a website for the video, which has like some photos and some some words, and it just all feels like really well put together. And you know the kind of the kind of shit you want to see. So I was stoked to see that. And that is it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. And don't forget that our giveaway for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is uh, live until September 23rd. So go write a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever. Uh, Share a screen grab of that on Instagram. Make sure you tag Mostly Skateboarding so that I see it. And then you'll be registered are entered to win uh, a PS4 version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, which, you know, if you like video games, is awesome, I think, from what I've heard. I'm the gaming liaison on the podcast. So from what I've uh, observed, it's pretty awesome. Okay, perfect. Yeah, uh, we need to get, get one out there to you, Jason, uh, so you can speak from experience. Uh, until then, until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Uh, Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. And writing content for QuarterSnacks.com. Nice. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on both Instagram and Twitter, at MMunzenRider. Templeton, how about you? I am on Twitter, at MostlySkate, and on Instagram, at MostlySkateboarding. See you guys next week. Later. Ha, 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 ha.